Welcome to the Antioch Word, a podcast for the Antioch College community. My name is Mary Evans, and I am the 2018 Miller Fellow for WYSO. I'm interested in finding common threads that unite diverse communities. And today we'll look at how music can combine intersectionality, activism, and community building. Mojo Power, a funk band with many genres intertwined, originated here in Yellow Springs, Ohio. I spoke with the band at WISO Studios about their mission statement and what types of activism each member supports. My name is Charles Arthur Williams, AKA Crazy Lover, and I'm in Mojo Power. I play the flute, the horn, and I'm the front man. John Scott Brennan, uh, bass guitar, other guitar, any guitar, vocals. Nathan Abraham Hardman, I play guitar, bass, and I sing. It's the Mad Bandit Drake. I'm the DJ on the ones and twos. This is Kyle, Matthew, Truett. I play drums. So how did you guys come about to um, create Mojo Power? Well, I got back from New Orleans probably about two years ago. Um, I ran to Johnny, and we started to jam upstairs where he lives. Ran to Abraham. He was working at BP. Oh, I'm sorry, Nippers Corner. And Kyle, he's always like been around. I've always known about Kyle being a beast. And we had this place called the Crockpot, and we would jam over there. And Drake, you know, I met him through my girl, and we all just came together. We would jam up there at the Crockpot, and we had to kick some people out because they just wasn't doing what they supposed to do. And then um, we brought some people in, so and we just started going with that. We just try to play what feels good. Crockpot started to thin out the the herd of a jam, like a, a jam group, and then we we turned that into a high quality band. I think it might have been you, um, Chuck, that I talked to um, over Messenger, and I was telling you guys like how you guys kind of remind me of Rage Against the Machine because of the music and the energy that you guys like exemplify from the music, but also the message that you guys kind of like incorporate in your guys' music. Mm-hmm. So um, would you say that like living in Yellow Springs, which is like a radical and kind of like a diverse place, even though we're not um, sleep on, like there is still white privilege existing in this town or whatever, but do you like feel that like the energy and the community from Yellow Springs has a major influence on your music or what is the major influence on your guys' music? Well, for you know, everybody has their own interpretation uh, I got a lot of heavy influence for living down in New Orleans for 10 years, you know, dealing with brass bands, jazz bands, funk bands, rock bands, any band really, uh, even polka, you, you know, they come together and they really jam out. So, you know, being with the Headhunters, you know, which is Bill Summers, uh, Mike Clark, uh, Donald Harrison, they were also Herbie Hancock's uh, players too. And uh, I went on the road with them. He gave me a lot of knowledge, you know, on how to play music, how to move it and uh, now as far as Yale Springs I grew up here and I graduated from here and I have influences from this town as well so I just try to combine the two and find that medium okay and then as a DJ I mean obviously hip-hop is probably like the most impactful influence on you so how do you go about taking all the genres that Chuck just mentioned and kind of incorporate it into your DJing style to kind of like you know help produce really good music for Mojo Power as, as a DJ I listen a lot uh, I don't know anything from too short to rush so in- incorporate Operating, you know, uh, rock and roll into rap is no big deal to me. I grew up on Run DMC. Uh, a lot of rap has jazz influences in it. Tons of funk samples. You know what I mean? It's not like rap is just by itself. Rap is a, a combination of a lot of different music. It's not hard at all. You know what I mean? I've been doing this for 30 plus years. It's just, it's a passion and, and actually, you know, we all love it. So it, it comes 
were easy to tell you the truth. So I would um, like to ask you guys about the mission that's on your guys' page. I, w- I call it your guys' mission because it's kind of like um, telling the audience like what kind of people you guys want to be around and the kind of people that you guys are. So why was it so important to put that kind of stuff in your guys' biography on um, the Mojo Power um, ArtistCard.com website? Well, I feel like anytime that you go to a concert or you go out, and, you know, when you go to spend time live music, stand-up comedy, any anytime that you're you're out and about, there comes a there's a like a fine line between having a good time and like people that just push the boundaries on it. And it seems to me like over the years, and I'm kind of an old school guy. I was born in '80, so um, I like when I go out and people have a tendency to like hold their liquor or to you know know where the limit is and to be able to to walk that line between having a good time and thinking that you being the life of the party is what makes everybody else's night and like no everybody's there to enjoy the music everybody's there to enjoy the band it's not really about getting wasted or you know like we're there we're there to provide you like with like with an energy experience like we're putting everything we have into our music so that you can have a good time and then we have fun while we do that and so that energy you know that that love grows out to the people and so if you got somebody in the crowd that is ruining somebody's good time you got somebody that's pushing up on a girl and she doesn't want it to be pushed up you know what i'm saying like that that kind of stuff can really ruin a night and i want everybody to and i I think everybody wants wants everyone that comes out to have a great experience and to feel fulfilled at the end of the night and not be like man the band was good but i had to deal with so and so and so and so and so to make people cognizant of that when they come out to be like man i gotta think in advance when i go out to see these guys because they want me to have a good time but they want me to respect other people and treat them right there's a lack of this i mean there's disrespect going on here there's a lack of respect you know uh when when people go out and our whole thing is don't get in nobody else's area and if we can come together and enjoy one another then we can build another sense of community uh, of non-violence you know uh disrespect you know, and, and, and it might change your life. I mean, you might be having a bad time, but if you're on the positive side of things, it'll take you a long way. Okay, so Nathan, um, being in a diverse group that talks about um, social justice issues and, you know, different activisms, which ones or which social justice movements or activisms are important to you? Well, uh, pretty much all of them. I mean, I value, like, all life and like I just try to you know like through the music that I write I just try to like encapsulate that and um you know let it motivate me to inspire me and like to do better and um so people can you know really connect with that more. How about you, Kyle? Which um, social justice movements or activisms um, are you involved with? You spoke earlier and said that you were involved with the World House Choir, and we know that's pretty much their main mission is to sing Yeah, they cover a lot of ground as far as uh, social justice issues, that's for sure. Uh, So kind of to piggyback off of what Nathan was saying, it's hard to really isolate one specific um, injustice or unfairness being perpetrated. So it's uh, playing with the World House Choir especially was a great experience for myself. Uh, To kind of step out of my comfort zone, playing different types of uh, music with um, all type of people, all different languages too, about all types of issues that usually don't affect me, um, but affects tons of people, not only in this country, but worldwide. 
worldwide. Um, but as far as far as like a personal uh, perspective, I think for me personally, I think the issue of police violence and brutality and uh, just related to racism and kind of like the whole white supremacist uh, power structure is what I feel strongly about and against, <laughs> obviously. I've had a few interactions with uh, police officers here in town that haven't really uh, turned out positive and have gotten physical too, um, usually for uh, no reason other than the big man syndrome, want to bully people, um, that kind of thing. So just dealing with that here in Yellow Springs, which is, you know, it is what it is. It's the, it's the mecca, so to speak, within the area of non, non-traditionally conservative ideology. The injustice is real, you know, uh, here in town, and you can't ignore it. That's why we're using our platform. This applies to every pe- everyone who's out there. Police, firemen, nurses, postmen. Our mission is not just for people that want to come and have fun. It's for everyone. You're listening to the Antioch Word. I'm Mary Evans, and today we're hearing my interview with Mojo Power, a funk band from Yellow Springs, Ohio. Next, the members of Mojo Power talk about their musical influences, making the crowd have fun, and what to expect from them in the years to come. How does your music intersectionalize with other cultures, and what do you get back after that's been established? I grew up in the Los Angeles area, uh, as a, as a kid until I was about 11, 12. And so I was heavily influenced by hip hop. Uh, and so when I learned what the samples of the songs that hip hop was using, when I found those actual songs, and I was like, wow, this is more than just this 12 second little clip here or whatever. Like, this is incredible. Like, this is, this is great music. And so I found that, the, that funk music was something that I really attached to. And so, uh, like, the first time I went to see P-Funk, like, I was probably one of, like, 12 white people in the room. And everybody was okay with that. I knew all the words to all the songs. I would sing along and everybody seemed like it didn't matter. Like we were all part of a community. It did not matter what color anybody was. And like I said, it was, I was like, I had to be one of 12 white dudes in there. And it was like, I was like, is this going to be okay? Or are we all like, yeah, you know what? We're all going to be great. Cause this is going to be a great time. Have, I haven't had that tremendous like feeling and coming out of that concert. Like after that, like I always wanted to feel like that leaving a concert. And so I was like, once, once I started playing music, I was like, I want to make people feel that. And so that's how I can give back. As a white dude, like it, I, I try to embrace and be cognizant of the fact that I'm playing music that has come from somewhere else and, and has a different culture to it entirely. And I want it to be like an absolute love that goes out to everybody. I don't, it, it shouldn't have a, a color scheme to it or anything like that. And so, and I feel like funk music does that. Well, you, you also asked, what, what do we get out of it? Yeah. Uh, we get nothing but love, baby. Every time we, we, we present our music and, you know, these Nathan, to Drake, Kyle, Johnny, myself, you know, we put love into one another to give out to them and we get it right back. And it makes us want to do it more because what the world is lacking is a lot of love. I think that, yeah, it really, uh, like music doesn't have any like color or anything. And I've always been able to connect with that. Um, and, Chuck, um, like like he said, I was working at BP when he when I saw him coming with a horn, and really like I was just looking to get out of there. You did say all you wanted to do was play music, and I said, all right, just hold on, and it's gonna happen. And now look, 
I'll say, as a DJ, I got a, a little bit of different opportunities, guys. I I can change the genre or hit different ethnicities like within seconds. So for me, I I I mean, if I if I drop Shania Twain underneath the groove. I mean, I won't make you move. As a DJ, if you're not moving, I'm not doing my job. So whatever I got to play to make you move, that's what I'm going to do. If I got to play salsa, I don't care. If I got to play reggae, reggaeton, whatever I got to do to make you move, for the moment, I'm going to read the crowd, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to make you move. And what I get back out of that is the enjoyment of seeing everybody else have fun. So I think uh, on the idea of uh, intersectionality, um, I knew it was just going to be a totally different experience the first time I walked into the Crock-Pot, for real. Um, <laughs> Just from knowing everybody, um, for the most part, I mean, I was in a band with Johnny like 12, 15 years ago at some point. You know, I've always known Chuck used to do his thing, still does his thing. I know he was doing it down in New Orleans. I see him every now and then. I'm like, oh, this dude back around town. What you doing up here, man? <laughs> oh, shit, Nathan. I graduated with his older sister. Still kind of weird that uh, we're band members. <laughs> but no, it's pretty cool, though. And then Drake, man, what else can you say? This dude just talked about playing Shania Twain. Seriously? <laughs> That's what's up, though. I mean, um, but no, just even from that first time, just walking into that crock pot up there, I mean, I saw bongos, like a, a triangle, DJ booth set up. I mean, there's congas, like 18 different guitar amps, I'm like like 20 people up there. I'm like, oh, sheesh. <laughs> Might have a little competition, so it was cool getting up there and just like just you know seeing all the different uh, vibes that everybody was coming up with, and obviously everybody's cultural background you know is pretty different for the most part, especially the people that we had up there too. But um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, you can just tell from one song to the next. I mean, take a song like uh, "Demons in the Sky." I mean, we have like a nice kind of like almost a swingy, jazzy type of type of beat with a nice like you know kind of traditional sort of like rock grooves, and then switch it up real quick. Got Chuck spitting some nice rhymes like. Good hip hop. Didn't even think about the break dancing. So that's one of the added benefits of seeing us live. Besides the music itself, getting the visual experience and the, just the art of uh, b-boying in general and the art of musical expression. So, yeah, I mean, we just bring a little bit of everything. I thank want to you. thank each and one, each and every one of you guys for stopping by um, the studios today for me to interview you and ask you these questions because I know everyone like lives their own lives and has things to do. Um, you guys are at the Polo Lounge in Parkersburg. Is that the the next show you guys have? Or do you guys have anything coming up sooner than that, or do you want to like tell the fans where they can find you guys at? The next show is in Park. Uh, currently, the next booked show is currently for Parkersburg, August twenty fifth. Um, we are looking to do another show in mid June at the hide the hideaway or the, hi the hideout, uh, but we have not confirmed that date yet, so uh, stay with us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Mojo Power Funk, at Facebook, at Twitter, at Instagram, all the goodies, all the time, right here. Tentatively playing Street Fair at a unknown location, but most likely um, right across from Mills Lawn on the corner of, uh, what is that? That's 220 M Street. If you guys want to see the funk trunk open, Check them out at the street fair, and I want to thank each of you guys for coming out. And thank, thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was Mojo Power talking with me, Mary Evans, the 2018 Miller Fellow at WIS Studios on the Antioch Word. You can find more episodes of our podcast at WISO.org, on NPR One, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts.